Welcome to Sword and Shield, the official podcast of the 960th Cyberspace Wing. Join us for insight, knowledge, mentorship, and some fun as we discuss relevant topics in and around our wing. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any particular person or business is ever intended. All right. Gladiators, welcome to another episode of the Sword and Shield. Uh, I'm Chief Master and Chris Howard. I am the uh, 960th COG Superintendent, and today with me I have... Francis Martinez. I'm the new uh, Director of Psychological Health for the 960th, um, so I'm happy to be here today. Awesome. Well, welcome, ma'am. I appreciate you coming on board. We look forward to working with you. Um, and to, to be honest with you, uh, the Director of Health uh, is, a, is a different, it's a new position. Can you tell us a little bit about what that position is by chance? Well, we're going to be learning together what this position really is. Okay. Um, so primarily responsi- primary responsibilities are to uh, address the wing's uh, mental health needs, right? What does that mean? Um, anywhere from uh, suicide prevention to the sexual assault response uh, coordinator, um, any type of outreach and education, and whatever our service members and their families uh, really need. Okay. Now, I understand, right? So uh, when we look at overarching uh, airman development and uh, being good wingmen, you know, mental health is one of those key uh, pieces that fall under uh, the pillars, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we take care of airmen? So I think that, uh, you know, when we focus on some of these things, that uh, that position is actually going to be um, very useful. So I know prior to us coming onto the podcast, we talked a little bit about suicide prevention. I was wondering if uh, you can kind of tell me some of your thoughts of what where we're going with uh, suicide prevention as uh, I believe suicide prevention month is coming up, right? Correct. So um, with Suicide Prevention Month coming up, we have some plans as far as different types of training and outreach to um, our service members. Um, I know a lot of people are projecting that suicide um, is going to increase, especially with COVID. Um, Unfortunately, we won't have the outcome measures for about two years. So we don't know what the impact is right now with COVID and suicide. Um, We can only say and feel that there's been an increase. Um, I know... Uh, we've we've discussed uh, with Colonel Erich before that our goal is zero suicide, right. and um, that's really what the focus is is going to be. So, how do you prevent suicide? is is one of the biggest right. questions. Right, it's a, it's a, it's one of those so open end questions of uh, you know there's so many different uh, variables and factors for each individual, just much like uh, any airman and any person. Uh, there's so many things that, that come into play, then how can we prevent all of those stressors from affecting those airmen? And I think it really comes down to um, we're not going to prevent them, right? Um, but how do we engage uh, with those airmen uh, and then their families and then help them deal with those stressors, right? Because there's good stressors, there's bad stressors. And what we're really talking about is those bad stressors that get after them in life, right? Right. And some things we can't control, you know, like the wildfires. We have units out there in California right now. We can't control those things. But the things that we can get ahead of and control, that's really what we're going to try to focus on. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I'm just uh, really excited about talking to you. So uh, I kind of jumped right into the business (laughs) of what you do. Uh, So actually, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, a little bit of your background? 
Okay. Well, um, originally from California, the LA area. Um, my dad, uh, joined the military when I was younger. Um, so I grew up an army brat. Um, my husband actually is also in the military about to retire. So my whole life has been military. So, um, for me, I can say, I understand because I truly do understand, right. I understand what people are really going through. Um, in their life stressors. I've been through multiple deployments with my husband. My dad's been deployed, you know, multiple times. Um, so I understand everything, um, as far as being a single parent during the deployments, um, dealing with the young children during deployments and, uh, just the, the whole taxing separation. Right. Well, there's the reintegration afterwards, right? right? That seems to be a very touchy point. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you can speak to uh, from personal experience uh, of, of readjusting with uh, the new paradigm that, that comes with uh, a post-deployment. Right. Um, and then the stressors of pre-deployment, of getting ramped up to, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and then, you know, your deployer uh, also stressing with these other things I got to get done. I want to get out there and get the mission taken care of and, and get back to my family. And another thing is the lack of support, right? right? So a lot of our service members are not at a home location or their home of record, right? They have no physical or uh, family support. Right. Um, so that's where I come in too, to be that additional support for um, those people. Gotcha. That makes sense, uh, makes sense right? There's some, uh, some key things that we do tend to forget at times, especially when we're talking about um, uh, how military life almost... Uh, puts you in a transient uh, state, especially uh, when we talk about our REGAF partners, uh, where they uh, they actually uh, PCS on a regular basis. Uh, with the reserves, obviously, we have a little bit more leeway. We are, we're allowed to have a little bit more selection in, in where we're going. Um, but often, these are transplants from somewhere else to begin with, right? So I'm a California kid myself. Uh, you're from California. I've just been lucky personally that just recently um, over the last uh, couple of years, I've had family move closer to us so I can leverage that, uh, that family uh, entity. So um, I think that uh, you getting involved and then the key spouse program getting involved, then we can build uh, what we consider that military family. Can you speak a little bit about your, your feelings on that? Yeah. So I've, I've reached out to our um, key spouse mentor already. Um, And so we are going to, um, try to get with the key spouses at all the different units and have a, a webinar or a Zoom meeting um, to really discuss what each unit really needs okay. and focus on the needs assessment for for what they need instead of me just developing all these programs that no one's really going to use, right? Gotcha. So I want to make sure that we're touching the people um, with these different outreach programs. But again, it's something that they're requesting, Right. Uh, and I also see that another key p- position that you're going to interact with, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, is uh, the first sergeant, right? So the first sergeant's in there um, taking care of some of those businesses uh, with uh, taking care of the member, taking care of the family. Now we have the key spouse. Now we have you. So we have a almost a new triad uh, when it comes to um, that family support piece uh, and the mental health of, of our environment as a whole. 
Um, so are you going to reach out to the first sergeants as well? Yes, I'll be reaching out. Um, that's on my agenda or my to-do list is to reach out to um, each unit's first sergeants um, and, you know, also introduce myself to the commanders of each unit. That right. way um, they all know that I'm out there and I'm available. Um, but those are my plans in the coming months to schedule those types of meetings um, via Zoom or just conference calls. Right. No, fully agree. And that's one of the reasons why we wanted to really get you in on, on the podcast here on the Sword and Shield, right, is uh, kind of an introductory of, hey, this is who Francis is, right? This is, um, you know, what I do. And here's some of the things that I'm looking at doing so that we can start making those first connections so that we can build that triad so that we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're building up our airmen and getting after some of those stressors that we talked about, right? So we, we talked about deployments a little bit. We talked a little bit about suicide prevention. Um, uh, is there any other big subjects you were looking at uh, maybe maybe trying to tackle uh, in these first few months? Those are the biggest ones on my agenda right now, but some of the other things that we do have to include are the diversity and inclusion, right? Okay. With all everything, with the social un un unrest and riots and protests and, and things like that. So um, that might be affecting our service members in different ways, mm -hmm. whether it be, um, you know, they are feeling um, some residual effects, right? right? I mean, they're stressors, right? So we're seeing uh, everything that uh, we we are sitting here to protect, right? Um, we see cracks. Uh, we see it. And, and it doesn't matter uh, uh, where you sit in life. Uh, it doesn't matter necessarily um, uh, whether what you agree to from a political perspective, but there's a lot of these other stressors, right? So we're, we're going through just the normal ebb and flow of change within the military. We have COVID. Now we have social unrest. And all of that starts eating at you, whether you think that the, this is right or that one's wrong, all those stressors come into play. And uh, that's where you come in, right, and help us kind of identify uh, what we can do is, as an organization uh, to start preventing some of those stressors or helping us deal with some of those stressors. Right. And then that's a, my biggest thing is um, to really teach people coping skills, right? right. Um, I'm a therapist at heart. I okay. do psychotherapy as well. Um, but my biggest thing and what I like to tell people is that I want to make you your own therapist. Mm -hmm. I want to give you all the tools and fill up your toolbox. That way you can really do what you need to do without me. Right. So so that's, you know, that's the, the real goal is to help you cope with all the life stressors without it being a negative coping stressor like suicide. Right. Or alcoholism or other right. types of... Uh behavior that's uh, not conducive with uh, health <laughs> or necessarily service, right? Um, you know, there sometimes, um, this is just me speaking for myself, uh, there tends to be a uh, feeling of negativity towards, uh, we t use the word therapist, but oh, yeah. I, I want to argue the fact that that's not true, right? Uh, it, it, there's a lot of help when it comes to different types of therapies, whether it's talk therapy or otherwise, right? Right. So, Mental health in itself, right, has a negative stigma. Right. You know, I'm scared as a service member to go to the mental health clinic because I don't want to be diagnosed with depression, bipolar. Right. You know, um, you can go in a room and ask 100 people, raise your hand if you have diabetes. You know, a lot of people will raise their hand. Right. You can say, raise your hand if you have, you know, hypertension. You're going to have people raise their hand. Right. You're going to ask someone, raise your hand if you've been diagnosed bipolar. 
how many people do you think are going to actually raise their hand to that? Right. So, you know, just kind of to, to, to be a share, I've actually had to talk to a therapist a couple of times during uh, some stressful times in my life. Um, I used uh, the military family life uh, counselors mm-hmm. uh, to talk through some of those issues. That's where, uh, you know, I'm coming from personally is that uh, there's some some good things that can come from it, right? It doesn't necessarily mean that, oh my gosh, there's a negative context to this, right? right? And I think that's one of the things that I would like to personally get out there uh, in support of you and in support of uh, our airmen is the fact that um, that negative connotation is more rumor than it is reality, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, even with security clearances within cyber, people start to, to be concerned uh, about that when the reality is that if you're doing what you need to do to take care of yourself, then there's not going to be negative connotation, right? No. Right. So I'm the person before you go to the mental health clinic. Right. Okay. So um, the therapy that we'll be doing, if any, sometimes it's just, you know, I need to vent and, and talk through some stuff and it's not really therapy. Right. It's just active listening. And, you know, sometimes you feel better after you vent a couple times. Right. Um, so there's no documentation of anything that we're doing. Um, it's short, brief, uh, talk therapy. If I feel like you're needing additional support, I'm not going to be the one to provide that. Right. Okay. So, so that, and it's similar to the military life, uh, family life consultants where they do that eight week uh, or eight sessions. There's different things, right. And and the importance here is really, um, you know, let's, let's, here's our, our starting points, right? Um, we have you, we have a first sergeant, and then now we're talking about, okay, I can do so much within this realm, right? Sure, it's going to be like, um, I can listen to you today, can help you work on this, and then let me get you to uh, our, our mental health uh, provider here. And then we also uh, want to um, find other resources. You're, you're going to do something similar, but you're going to, being a licensed um, professional, you'll be able to talk a little bit more. But right. It's more of to help assess the situation and find the right avenue and program for them to then get into. Correct. Correct. Okay. I'd hate for because otherwise I'd be knocking on your door all the time. Right? <laughs> hey, knock, 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 knock. Right. Yeah. Uh, I need to vent about this or that because. Uh, and that's is, what I'm here for. Ultimately, life is a little bit crazy. Yeah. So, and it's not really just for you know the the reservists and their families. It's for anyone that's working in the 960th, whether it be a civilian or a contractor. I'm available to everyone. Gotcha. Well, that's, yeah, that's great, right? You know, um, sometimes we do get focused just on the uniform wear, and the reality is, is that when we talk about what is the 960th Cyber Wing, it, it's a, a mix of uh, our civilians, our uniform wear, and then, of course, the support entities of a rock family, right? So that whole big picture. Um, and then being able to uh, reach out to you. Um, what are some of the other programs that you might know of that, that can help uh, our airmen out? Um, the Family Support Center or the Airmen and Family Readiness Center. Okay. Um, chaplain Services for those that, you know, have that religious or faith-based background. Right. Um, the Military Family Life Consultants are great. Uh, Military One Source. Um, those are going to be some great options as well. Awesome. Um, going back to the suicide prevention and dealing with the stressors, um, are there any things uh, that you can see that might just for a general listener, as uh, we've talked about all these different stressors, right? Uh-huh. Um, that uh, some exercises or anything that they could do right now to help them decompress when we're dealing with all these other things outside. So self-care is always the biggest thing, right? right. Um, a lot of people take on more than what they can really handle. 
I mean, I've done that. I know a lot of people um, generally do that. Um, so the biggest thing to do is set boundaries for yourself. Okay. You know, um, some people like to work really long hours, you know, and they get phone calls and text um, nonstop. And so it's really good um, setting those boundaries and setting your, uh, yourself up for some good family time. Okay. So if you, if you and I were discussing this and I, I told you that I'm taking phone calls and texts all day, uh, all through the evening. Um, how would you help me establish what some of those boundaries might be? So we're going to have to rank what's more important to you, right? Okay. Work or your family or, you know, well, after 20 bit... years, I'm pretty sure that the air force is going to hug me tonight, right? <laughs> no, not, not I so don't much. Know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So yeah, we, we balance those out, right? So yeah, we have to rank uh, priorities within our life. What other things would we look at for those boundaries? Um, so, so that's the biggest thing is that you need to have set boundaries for yourself. Um, and then spend time for yourself, right? So there's your, you know, yourself, there's your work, your family. Um, and how do you manage all of those things? Um, and then spend equal or, you know, sometimes you can't spend equal time, right? You right. work at 40 plus hours a week, your family, you know, is, is divided. So how do you really separate those, those things out to make sure that you're taking care of yourself? Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Especially when we start putting in some of those COVID pieces, right? So now I've got my family around me all day and I've got teenagers, right? right. And then I've got a youngin. And then we're doing school. We're doing everybody's fighting for internet space. I get that scrolling thing on my Netflix at night, right? Um, so uh, finding what those priorities are. Um, are there any other? Um, so other than boundaries, what else can we do for self self care? So a lot of people like to exercise. Okay. Um, I'm trying to get into that habit right now. I hate it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Exercise, you know, there, there's some 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 uh, endorphins released. I get it. Uh, but uh, when can I find time? <laughs> exactly. You have to schedule that in, right? Right. Because everyone's real. A lot of people are schedule based, right? If it's not in my schedule, I, I, I don't have 25 hours in the, in the right. day, but it's really getting that scheduled in to, to okay. do. Uh, I, I'd like to peel back on the priorities piece a little bit more, right? Because uh, we do tend to find that I have way more priorities uh, than I've got time for. So how do you have any tools or any... Um, words of advice on how to realistically look at what is a priority and what is not a priority. So as far as a therapist goes, we never right. give advice. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> so the, the first thing that we will do is talk about like problem solving skills. Okay. Now you tell me what you think your priorities are and I'm going to help you manage them. Okay. So that's how we would look at it. Gotcha. So, um, as far as, you know, advice giving, I don't generally do that. Because... Fair, right. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just, you know, I ask in a way that's how, how is, uh, how do I go forward with my own self-care and how can I uh, identify what truly is and is not important and what is truly uh, is and is not a priority so that we can balance it, right? Because we have multiple bosses. Right. You have bosses um, civilian-wise, but you also have the bosses in the family, right? My kids are a boss. My spouse is a boss. Everybody, mm -hmm. I, I'm responsible to so many different people. Right. Um, for one thing or another. So how do I prioritize those things, you know? Well, we have to really dig deep and find out what is your number one priority. Right. So at the end of the day, 
you know, for me, it's my family, right? right? My family is always going to be number one. Um, work is obviously, you know, you have to work to support your family. Right. And so you have to really, um, look at it in those, those lenses and, uh, prioritize that way. Gotcha. All right. Some, some good, good words of, uh, of thought versus (laughs) advice, right? Or the food for thought. Um, and then, uh, so we, we, we kind of got onto exercise piece. What are some other tools that we might be able to use? So when you're talking about self-care, self-care is not just physical, right? We're right. looking at mental self-care um, and spiritual for those that are um, religious. Okay. Um, and so, you know, prayer time, meditation, yoga, those are all some really good free things to do, right? you know, separating yourself and having, you know, going in your closet, if that's the only quiet space that you have right? to just, you know, lay down and meditate, do some deep breathing exercises and pray or, um, utilize some yoga or Tai Chi, things like that. Okay. Gotcha. Um, is there any other tools we can, we can use for self-care? Um, I'm some, asking because I don't know. Right? Yeah, some other things. I mean, it costs some money, and some people, you know, they don't like to spend money. But I always like massages mm-hmm. and and gotcha. you know those types of right. pampering um, type things. Um, okay. You know, just to decompress. Um, a lot of people like you know going um, on vacation, spending time at the beach. You know, fishing, fishing, hunting, exactly. Swimming, just different things, right? Okay. Whatever you find enjoyment in. Gotcha. Hiking, biking. Mm-hmm. All right. Just throwing some ideas out there, right? Because <laughs> I don't know what go. else is out there. Just spitballing here. Painting. Okay. Painting, yeah. Eating. Right. Cooking. Cooking, cooking can be, right? Uh, until the cleanup phase, and then that just goes all all <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I'll cook, and then my wife walks in the, in the kitchen. She's like, uh, what did you do? Why did you do this to my kitchen? It was clean. It was pretty. And you've messed it up. So now I got That's a new why you have kids. <laughs> I, bl- I blame it on the kids. Well, it was them. It was them. They came in here. Next thing you know, you want waffles and chicken nuggets. And I got a teenage boy that eats me out of the house at home. So that's a case of uh, of uh, corn dogs for lunch right there. You know, oh, wow. The state fair size. And they can eat. Uh, and then, of course, I got the little one that eats chicken nuggets like they're going out of style. So Me too. My three-year-old is just chicken nugget and the french fries. Gotcha. Awesome. Uh no, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. I know we barely scratched the surface on any of the, these things, but uh, I look forward to, to, to working with you uh, from a leadership perspective and uh, helping our airmen find some of these, um, these programs. Is there any uh, other things that you might want to put out there as this introductory piece? And I know we're going to talk to you many more times. Yeah, well, I actually received some of the happier not feedback. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to start addressing uh, some of those concerns that, that everyone has. Um, biggest one last time was COVID related and right. feeling safe. Um, so we're going to talk about some education pieces in the future. Okay. Um, but I will be utilizing that tool to really um, gauge and, and get some information and some feedback. What what our people really need. Okay. Yeah, and we also have some other avenues, right? So we have uh, through the Air Force Connect uh, direct messaging to the command chief and to the commander. So uh, for those out there, for those gladiators, if uh, happy or not, it's not something that you look forward to or use. Uh, please utilize uh, the Air Force Connect app. Uh, please utilize your email uh, or direct through your unit if uh, happy or not it's not working so that we um, we can get this information funneled and uh, you can actually start, uh, you know, 
breaking that down and, and really getting after the problems that uh, we're seeing as gladiators, right? Right. So anything else, ma'am, that you want to add? No, I look forward to meeting everyone, um, hopefully in person someday, right. um, <laughs> you know, when travel is, is uh, more appropriate, um, reaching out to the different units and hopefully, you know, going there in person and meeting right. people. Awesome. Thank you, ma'am. I really do appreciate your time. I look forward to uh, all the good work that you're going to be doing uh, here as part of the 960th Cyberwing. And to the gladiators out there, once again, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for your dedication to uh, America, to your fellow citizens, and to uh, the mission here at the 960th. So with that, uh, I wish you well and a good day.